Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Mandatory Fun Time. Today's guest is the one and only Harry Lopez, who is an accomplished, renowned, good-looking, charming, charismatic, amazing life coach that you'll absolutely want to listen to his journey and all of his advice. I hope you enjoy. So once again, thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Harry Lopez, who is one, an awesome human being to start off with. Uh, two, he's a renowned life coach who has changed the lives of so many people and many would consider just a blessing of a, of a human being just coming in and uh, making everything so much better and, and all that kind of stuff and everything like that. So how are you doing this this weekend? How are your holidays? Oh my goodness. I'm I'm a little, uh, what do you call it? I had a little bit of a food coma today. I, uh, <laughs> Did I you? ate so nice. much with my family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling super excited. It was um, it was a very special holiday, just, you know, just given everything that's happening in the world, it's just really nice and comforting to, to be home with my family and to, to just get to spend some quality time together. What about you? How was your holiday? It was good. A food coma as well. You know, got to chow down <laughs> on some tamales today. So it was like, oh, it was so good. And uh, yeah, it probably consumed like 4,000 calories worth of eggnog and uh, no regrets though. <laughs> no regrets at all. So it's all good. Wait, wait, were you with your family? Were you with your mom and uh, yeah, so I was with my my mom and dad and sister on Christmas Day, and then a, a, like a weekend before, I was with my my grandmother to help her make tamales. And because uh, the, the rule is, if you help make tamales, you get first dibs on on a bag of tamales on a on a grip. So All I right, to, yeah, I like that. Right. Like that. So it was... <laughs> yeah. Did you see my recent my last TikTok by the way? <laughs> no, I didn't. What, what was it about? Oh my god. Oh my God, you gotta watch it. It's so, it's, I, to me, it was really funny. I was yeah. going into the refrigerator and I was taking my mom's last tamale and yeah. she was like yelling at me, put that tamale back in the refrigerator. It's, you gotta watch it. Oh, and nice. I had so much fun making it. <laughs> yeah, I love your TikToks. They're always so good. They're so positive and your dance moves are like 10 10, dude. You're amazing. Why, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I feel, I feel seen. Thank you, right? Angelo. I appreciate it. Of that. course, of course. <laughs> and then, okay, perfect. So, um, would you be able to take a moment to introduce yourself and your brand? Yes, absolutely. Um, all right. Hello, everybody. I, my name is Harry Lopez. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I, uh, this is my first time doing a Twitch interview. Um, I am based here in Miami, Florida, some stints in Los Angeles. Um, I've been a full-time life and leadership coach for the last, um, going on four years. Um, I started in this work about eight years ago um, with, in education. I was working with teachers. I was going into classroom. I was a school teacher myself for a few years, and then I became a teacher coach. Um, I fell in love with the work of transformation. I was going to school for coaching and working with teachers in the daytime. Um, and I just, it was, I, to me, the work of coaching is around supporting people and in, in stepping into the fullest expression of who they are in the world. And so when I first started in this work of coaching, it was, I was, all my trauma was being revealed to me. All mm -hmm. my years of my, my, all my childhood stuff, my wounds, everything was was just like opening up. And the more that I was going deeper and deeper into myself and working on myself, the more I saw an opportunity to develop myself. And, and the more I developed myself, the more I wanted to bring this work of transformation to my community. Yeah. And so I started, I started, you know, I was working a nine to five in tech for, mm -hmm. for many years. Um, after that, I was always kind of working in education, but I was coaching in the evenings. I was coaching on the weekends. Yeah. I was doing it for fun. I was, I was, I wasn't even charging for it and all the while i was doing that i was working with my own coaches and healers and mentors yeah. and just trying to soak in the work as much as possible um and it got to a point where i started charging and 
I started making more money doing my coaching than I was at my nine to five. So I went full force into coaching yeah. and uh, my coaching is just a blend of so many different styles and uh, disciplines that I've picked up over the year, over the years, leadership coaching, ontological coaching, which is mm-hmm. the study of the being, spiritual psychology. I bring in a lot of energetics and manifestation into my work. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming and leaning more towards becoming more of a, of a business coach with yeah. a, a very deep emphasis on spirituality and consciousness, mm-hmm. given that my understanding and the way that I operate and the way that I run my business, and the way that I support my clients is that there are no business problems. There are human problems exactly. showing up, yeah. showing up in our businesses. And so the way that I support my clients and launching their businesses is really just coaching to the root of who they are and the root of whatever is showing up for them, whatever blocks self-worth, perfectionism, self-doubt, inner critic, not enoughness, um, comparison, yeah. um, all of that, all of the stuff that's showing up, that's what we work towards, what we work through. And it's really not about getting rid of it. It's about being with it because it's yeah. always going to show up. And um, what else? I love to dance. I, um, I, I, I love, I love laughing. I love food. Mm-hmm. I love travel. Um, <laughs> I'm really uh, committed to the, um, the BIPOC and the LGBTQ yeah. population and supporting them. I've worked with a lot of great people. I've worked with you. I've worked with your sister. I worked with your mom. Mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of your family. Um, and yeah, I just love this work. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like a calling. It feels like, um, I feel, it feels like energizing to get up in the morning and, yeah. and get to get to support folks and, and just stepping into living, like fully living. That's awesome. One of the things I love about you is that uh, you are so genuine and so authentic that it just, it just, you know, exudes from you. It's just, it's amazing. It's just a, a beam of positivity. And uh, the way that you came into my life was I had heard from my sister and my mother that like, you have to meet this guy named Harry. He's an amazing human being. And like, uh, he is, he's super creative and he, he will help you know, uh, work with you to get through certain things and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, really? Does like, cause I had never heard of the term life coach before, you know, we all know coach as someone who helps supervise and improve upon you in like a sports sort of thing or whatever, but never like a life coach. I had never heard of that before. So it was really awesome to get to hear about that and not only get to experience that. Uh, and then we got to do a free consultation, which was like about an, an hour long, I think. I probably went over an hour actually. And uh, <laughs> yeah, going into that, that, that was such a wild experience because the some of the things that really, really hit me hard was it was like, what do you want to accomplish? Why haven't you gotten it yet? Why do you, why aren't you striving for that thing? And you just had to like really dig down deep and, uh, and I think I think that's one of the most unique things about the like uh, the Harry Lopez experience sort of thing, or maybe it's a life coach experience. I'm not sure, but it's just that that uh, ownership, that responsibility, you know, that accountability of saying mm-hmm. like, um, where do you want to be, and why aren't you there right now? You know, why aren't you reaching for more? And uh, that's like beautiful. Sorry, I'm like going kind of off track. So. Um, for your origin story, you talked already a little bit about that of how who you were before you were a life coach and everything and how you got into it professionally, but could you speak a little bit as to like how you found your calling? Like what was it about life coaching that attracted you to that? Did you always know you were like a personable person who always gave advice and decided to capitalize on it or did you how did you find that? That's a really great question. And thank you for what you said. All those words are so sweet and I really deeply um, I don't take them for granted, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I've I've thought a lot about this question. I'm like, why do I love this work? And is it is it me playing on my on my on my trauma, where I'm mm-hmm. able to just support others and just kind of avoid my own stuff in a way, you know? Or 
um, just be that love that that support person. I think a lot of it started when I was a child. I think, well, I know that, you know, when my parents got divorced when I was nine years old, mm-hmm. my mom, brother, and I were were kind of on our own. And I saw my mom just working tirelessly as a single parent mother, as a Latina, yeah. to as an immigrant, first gener like she had just immigrated oh, wow. to this country. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we went through some stuff. We went through some deep stuff. Mm-hmm. And I took on a lot of personal responsibility, you know, observing my mom and how she works and just wanting to be there for her and put on a lot of um, you know, it was it was it was hurtful and I'm still processing a lot of the, that stuff and yeah. still that stuff that I'm still working through that I'm still waking up to. Um, but there's this desire in me to given like the, 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 the pain as mm. so to speak to um, just for lack of better words that I experienced as a child to not want anyone to experience that level of pain in their lives. Yeah. And you know, what ended up happening as a result of, you know, not even just my parents' divorce, but just my, my own identity and my upbringing, you know, coming into my own identity as a queer man was growing up in hiding was um, living in shame about myself. Yeah. So I always uh, overcompensated with achievement or accolades mm. or doing, supporting, serving, o- going above and beyond so yeah. that so that I didn't have to address my own inner, my own stuff. Mm. Like I never had to do this own stuff. And I think the work of coaching for me uh, was around really going in on myself, yeah. you know, similar to therapy. And for those that are watching and those that are listening, just to provide a quick distinction, therapy historically typically is more of the past. Coaching is around going into the future. And so it's around, you know, with therapy, you're doing the shadow work, you're doing, you're working through the past stuff. With coaching, you're really setting a target mm-hmm. and you're going for, you know, what are your, what, what is your goal a year from now? Six to six months. To, that's, you know, typically where I would work with clients on is what's your goal six to 12 months from now? What's mm-hmm. your goal a year from now? And also what's your goal, long-term goal, like 15 years from now? Like, what do you aspire to be doing and mm-hmm. living and breathing and stepping into? What do you want to, who do you want to embody? Like, what are the qualities that you want? Not necessarily doing necessarily, because from in the coaching standpoint, we focus more on being. Yeah. Because we're so conditioned in our lives to do. We're so we're very good at doing, you know, for survival patterns, survival patterns and mechanisms. But the emphasis is on being. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you want to be in the world? Do you want to be unstoppable, unshakable? Do you want to be confident? Do you want to be on a mission and purpose driven? Do you want to be um, Do you want to be heart centered? Do you want to be lovable, loving, and love and lovable? You know, we focus on that, and then doing comes after. But being is what we center on. And so, for me, given my background, my experiences, you know, it's, it's it, it just made sense for me to step into this work and to support people because I didn't want others to I didn't want others others to suffer. Yeah. And I and I want and it's so enlivening and invigorating for me to be in that energy of transformation where people are literally changing their lives and transforming and saying fuck you to the system, yeah. fuck you to the rules, fuck you to the ways of be to the way that things have been, mm-hmm. to the rules and the things that they have been fed their whole lives and being like fuck you. I'm going to go do my, I'm going to go live my life the way yeah. that I want to live it. And I'm going to create the reality that I want to see for myself. I'm going to create a new possibility for this world. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it in a way that feels aligned and inspiring for me. That calls me forward. That makes me fucking so happy, you know? And that's, that's what I, that's what I get to do in this work. And that's yeah. why it's exciting for me is because, you know, I'm seeing people that are, you know, I have clients coming to me that are just so unhappy that are in really un 
awful relationships yeah. that are in re- awful relationships with themselves or they're like like horribly so unkind to themselves where they're um, suffering in their jobs you know and how you do one thing is how you do everything yeah and when one one thing shows up in one area of your life it's going to show up everywhere in your life as mm-hmm. well and so it's so exciting to see people come in this way come in from this initial state and then step into this embodied idealized state and it yeah. doesn't have to take forever like the mind thinks things are linear but the creative imaginative mind knows that miracles can happen at any moment mm-hmm. and so i'll say miracles but you could talk about breakthroughs breakthroughs can yeah. happen in any moment you know you can witness incredible things that can happen in a moment because you get to choose to step into that in a moment and mm-hmm. it's a state and so we use the word state a lot in the work of coaching because you get to embody a state a state of being mm-hmm. like you know you can alter your state to step into unreasonableness like in a in a moment you can alter that state and step into i'm going to go be i'm going to go be a millionaire yeah you step the intention and you just go mm-hmm. and so what i'm saying right now it's a very we talk a lot about dualities around the energies so that's yeah. a more masculine approach to being and so there's a there's a masculine approach where you set a target you hunt you go for it but there's another there's another discipline and there's another energy of the of the feminine mm-hmm. and so what is needed in accomplishing our goals and supporting folks is more of an integrated masculine and feminine mm-hmm. where we're going after our going after what we want but also working on ourselves and doing the yeah. doing the inner work of being of being and like for example even just today i was like running around doing a bunch of stuff and i was like okay i've got an interview with d'angelo let me go into being let me go meditate so i meditated for about 15 minutes yeah. i went back into my work i went back into my work i started doing stuff i went back into another meditation mm-hmm. and so it's just like a balance between the two like mm-hmm. how do we work on ourselves how do we nurture ourselves how do we reparent ourselves yeah. because so much of our experience is learning how to reparent ourselves mm-hmm. you know and learning how to really love ourselves and it's not you know for somebody like me who's been such an achiever most mm-hmm. i've been such a whole overachiever my whole life i always have this mindset that i have to check myself on I'm yeah. like okay i'm going to get a gold star for self love i'm going to get a gold star <laughs> for inner work yeah. there's no there's mm-hmm. none of that crap it's nothing like one day you're doing great and then the next day something comes up and triggers you and you're like oh shit i've got more work to do here and so it's like it's like a continuous constant journey, yeah, it's a journey of self exactly yeah yeah so much that's amazing it's see that's what i really love <laughs> is that it's addressing these things because i think um there's a whole lot of layers to this and it's, even just being latinx is it in itself a whole like uh genre or aspects i feel like um being in the latinx community we are very community oriented that was the only way we could survive when we got to this country and we were dirt poor and trying just to like have a bunch of kids and hopefully most of them survive and get enough jobs to like you know continue on forward and all that kind of stuff so there was no time for any one kid to strive up and say like i'm going to accomplish my dreams it was like no you're going to work for like you know whatever job you can get to support your family and like you know so now that we're in this new age in this new era of america that we are now rising up and saying like you know i love you guys and i think you guys are amazing and wonderful but i'm gonna go with my passion and go follow what i'm gonna do and uh and that's like that's something that a lot of us are experiencing you know because like my me and my sister were were the only reason we're so like uh business driven or even just driven or ambitious is because they broke from the mold and which was probably harder way back then you know in the 90s um 
to see all that. So I remember one interview that you did. I think you interviewed her, who was like a therapist or something like that. And uh, you guys were talking about how like your family was like, oh, you know, your sibling or your cousin is is like you know getting some bad grades in this one thing can we come over and you can like help them with the stuff and you're like no not really not today's not a good day and they still showed up you know and it's like you can't deny them but it's like still boundaries you know or something wow. that's like yeah so that's something that i always think about and is so true to all of us you know that we need to lean in more and pivot into uh being more of an individual than a community which community is good but like being an individual is something we're all trying to work on you know so I think uh, that's what I love about your your content and your life coaching is that you you help us pivot into that mindset is to saying that like you know you can accomplish these things. Why tell me right now why you can't do this and you just are have to own up to it. So it's uh it's really really cool. It's also good that you take the moment to actually explain that you have your own set of life coaches and that you refer to and you aren't perfect. You aren't like the Buddha. You actually like are a man who is learning himself and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, it's very humble. And again, it's just genuine. And I love that about you. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, D'Angelo. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> and I can't believe you remember that interview. It was with uh, Latinx therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, I watched that stuff. Oh, it's so good. And then, okay, so um, as a content creator, uh, we can often find ourselves working beyond our limits and ultimately burning out. What are, you, what are your own sort of self-care techniques to ensure that you are like managing your mental health? I know you mentioned meditating and a few other things, but what is your, your go-to, your technique when you know you're in a funk and you need to get yourself out of that, that state? Mm, that's a really good question. That's a that's a that's a really good one because there's so many light there's so many levels and layers to this question. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, where do I begin? My mind is going in so many different areas. You're good. Take your time. ADHD hours. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so also the screen keeps shifting. So I I'm it. Okay. Anyway, there we go. It just moved again. Our apologies. You're good. Okay, so, okay, there's a couple different things here. Um, boundaries seems like it's coming up here. It's 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 definitely something to talk about. Um, I could provide some quick um, solutions, but there's also going to root, going to the root of, you know, what is it that's what that what is it that's maybe unconsciously showing up that we're not seeing yeah. for for content creators and for a lot of content creators they might be live, you know, content creators might, and especially given what's happening in the world like scarcity definitely is real. And so some content creators are maybe overworking, they're like doing like worker level, operating at a worker level yeah. to try to to try to get things done. Um, a couple of things that work for me personally, um, I very much compartmentalize my days. So I know I have my go-to structures in the morning, like a very solid morning ritual that really supports me. And for me, it's very simple. It's like, it, there's just, it, there has to be a, a level and a layer, uh, some intentionality around mindfulness in yeah. the morning. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, when I first started in this work, I was pretty intense. I was waking up at five o'clock, 5 a.m. and doing mm -hmm. all these. I was doing cold showers. I was doing meditations. I was doing incantations. I was yeah. doing my exercise. I was doing the journaling. But you don't need all that. What I recommend is a mindfulness technique first thing in the morning. And so for me, it looks 
different sometimes you know sometimes i like i like a bunch of candles yeah and i'll go in on my meditation first thing in the morning um i do i really lean on guided meditations i use the insight timer app quite a bit oh, right i didn't okay. i, I yeah. use i use insight timer all, all day long like yeah at night i'm using i'm doing the the, the relaxing peaceful um music to go to bed uh, i'm doing a couple me guided meditations during the day right before coaching sessions i'll go into guided meditations or i'll do my own little guided meditation and if, if not guided meditation if guided meditation is not your thing you know there's that level of mind that mindfulness is such a strong component mm -hmm. it, it just it just sets my it sets me up to be so present and so open-hearted during the day um so it's maybe it's just sitting down on the ground or sitting down and drinking a cup of coffee yeah. But being incredibly, incredibly mindful of how you're drinking the coffee. Being present, yeah. Maybe, maybe being incredibly mindful and present to what the coffee looks like. Um, maybe the lighting that's coming through the window mm -hmm. as it bounces off of the table. Um, just slowing down in the morning. And so for me, it's around really having slow mornings. And so, you know, I know a lot of content creators. I know you're a content creator. Your whole family is content creators. I've become a content creator. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes content creators are so in love and immersed in the content yeah. that it's, there's, we're, we're, I'm going to talk for myself. We're often in the work and often have a very difficult time separating ourselves from the work. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say to content creators that are listening in to, to myself as well because life is a mirror and we're all the same yeah is um create some very strict and healthy boundaries and separations between between your work and yourself and how you're showing yeah. up for yourself first because you want to show up powerfully for your work but you want to show up for your for yourself first and yeah. you want to show up most powerfully first for yourself first thing in the morning and throughout the day as well right and so it depends, you know, I use the Enneagram personality test a lot. My mentors have used it with me and I end up being more of a type three achiever. So I end up going all in on my work. And especially because I love my work, I tend to, I tend to slur, blur the lines of, yeah. you know, healthy work, health, work-life ba balance or mm -hmm. however you call it. So I'm, I'm, my intention is to create more synergy between mm -hmm. everything that you're doing. So work, but also take breaks, take healthy breaks. And if you're somebody who gets overloaded with work, um, put some put some reminders on your phone. Mm -hmm. Maybe put intentionally put it on your calendar. Like this is gonna be me time. This is personal time. This is gonna be me where I go take a walk. I go take a break. Yeah. And so you know, one of my mentors uses the alliteration of movement creates momentum. So when you're feeling mm -hmm. stuck, yeah. just get up and go move. And so for me, I feel stuck a lot. And so when I feel stuck, I have a trampoline in my office. I just start jumping, 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 jumping. <laughs> nice. Or I'll literally just go outside and put on my rollerblades and I'll just go rollerblade around the neighborhood or I'll just go on a walk. You know, movement creates momentum. So you want to just be in constant movement, constant mm -hmm. movement. Um, but of course, you know, sometimes you don't want to be in momentum. You just want to take a break. And so yep. that mindfulness is really, really beautiful. But that mindfulness can also be infused in your movement because oftentimes I'm on really, I'm on what I call soul walks in the neighborhood and I'll just be walking and I'm just walking mindfully, yep. like grounding myself to the earth. And sometimes I'll go outside and just ground myself barefoot. And so that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs do is that to just go outside barefoot and just feel the grass and just be fair, just slow everything down. So that's for, that for me works is just slowing yeah. everything down. There's uh, so much here, D'Angelo. Yeah, we could spend a whole five hours talking I know, about right? this exactly. one question. <laughs> it's a good one. It's, it's awesome to see. What I love about interviewing people, also we have a question in chat, which I'll get to in one moment. But um, 
What I love about interviewing people is that we get such distinct answers from people. Everyone has a different technique. Some people um, are super high energy. It's like, I gotta go and, and you know, go boxing, or I gotta go and like, you know, just go running as fast as I can and come back and then I'll like break through it or something like that. And then we have answers, you know, just like, you know, just take a break, be mindful, you know, make some tea and just like, you know, just enjoy it. You know, it's, it's awesome to see how people, you know, navigate through different problems. Uh, so the question, is uh are you an aries or are you an aquarius what is your sign someone wants to know wow is this maya (laughs) no no it's it's my friend crash who's like uh she's also into astrology yeah oh um i'm an aquarius nice yeah you got it aquarius with a a capricorn sun yeah and um Oh, I wrote it down somewhere. I can't remember, but I'm an Aquarius. I'm, okay, my yeah. birthday is actually coming up next next month, January 25th. Oh, right on. <laughs> I'll have to get you a gift. And uh, my sister actually, she was in town and she read my horse or uh, my birth chart. And apparently I'm like a double Leo, which was supposed to be like like problematic. Yeah, exactly. Everyone everyone does that where they're like, oh, that's, probably, <laughs> that's super wild and all that kind of stuff. So it's funny. Okay, so um, next question. We know that you have accomplished so much during your career. And I love to see you thrive, both on TikTok with your dance moves and also with your life coaching and, and enhancing everyone's life and everything like that. And that that healing by by healing others, you know, that's so powerful and so inspiring. But I also know you, just like everyone else in this world, have experienced L's, moments that have not gone your way, things that you thought were going to be fantastic and fireworks and it just kind of was a dud and everything like that. Now, Eliana was actually the one to actually coin the phrase, uh, now I no longer consider, she said, quote unquote, um, L's no longer mean losses, they mean lessons. Um, So what was the lesson that you took for one of your failures or mistakes that you grew upon? Whether it be something small and minor or something massive that that, uh, changed the course of your, your life and everything, yeah. Hey, give me a moment. This is a really good question. Go for it. And You're good. My goodness. My goodness. There's been so many lessons, so many losses and breakdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's watching, but I'm I'm just gonna share share very very openly, very vulnerably. Um, I live in Los space. Angeles. You're good. Go for it. Yeah, and I think you know when you get the real, it's so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. I lived in Los Angeles, you know, for a, I moved to Los Angeles a year and a half ago, and I was living there, and things were going okay. Like things were going, they're just going good, like just okay. Yeah. And I was just kind of playing it very safe, and I have the tendency to just revert to safety and we have that tendency as humans is like we're operating like our whole lives we're just operating in safety often and um things are just okay i went to a ceremony a sacred ceremony where we did medicinal we did plant medicine for um a whole day and it was my first time ever doing plant medicine and i meditated i I very much trusted this environment that i was in i very much trusted the people i was with and I, um, to be honest, I wasn't, things were just kind of okay. Yeah. And I wasn't doing so well. Um, I was just kind of, I felt very stuck. 
but like yeah. wow there's so much more to life there's so much more to this work that i'm doing that i know i could be tapping into that i'm not tapping into i felt i was being very hard on myself and i was looking for something to just help me expand and break through um and my friend sent me a, a dm in instagram you know everything goes down in the dms as pat when <laughs> podcaster says yeah um and she invited me to this ceremony in malibu i went I drove all, I, I went, I got an Uber, I drove all the way to Malibu. Um, I went to the top of the mountain and I was there with all these random strangers and my friend, Sarah, who I had known through this, through um, the spiritual community yep. in LA. Um, I mean, after that day, I wasn't the same. I feel like my whole life changed and I, and I felt that I had like a rebirth of a kind of some sort. Yeah. I, I, I took the medicine I meditated for about eight hours. And at the end of the of the night, um, we were debriefing, debriefing, and I was holding on to so much energy. And one of the women in the group, she just she noticed it. She's like, yeah. "You've got stuff. You've got stuff that you need to release. You need to start screaming." And I was like, "What? You want me to scream?" And I was like, "I was like playing it safe, even in that little circle, yeah. right?" And I was afraid to look, I was afraid to, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to scream. I didn't want to look bad. I didn't want to look ugly. Yeah. I was scared that I would look wild, that I would, that people would tell me to, sh- to calm down or to, yeah. to just get back into, I don't know, just whatever, just play it safe, right? Go back into your little box. Um, but everybody around was like, no, just go do it. And I was like, you sure? And I was like, oh, okay, right? Looking for permission. I was looking for permission yep. at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I started screaming and I started like screaming and then I kept going louder and louder and I was, and I kept screaming and it felt really good. And I yeah. looked up and I was like, is this okay? And they're like, yeah, keep going. I was like, okay. And I kept screaming. I, I mean, like, like D'Angelo, I mean, yeah. screaming, like I've never <laughs> screamed before in my entire life. Yeah. I meant like screaming, like screaming, like somebody had just killed the love of my life. Yeah. Like, screaming like i was like or like i needed like i couldn't scream any louder that i didn't know i had never known that i could scream that or access the section of yourself yeah primal like rape rage mm-hmm. that i never thought i had inside of me because i grew up doing martial arts i was like rageful fighter. oh damn yeah but for so long in the spiritual community me stepping into becoming a life coach i got yeah. very tame yeah i became very soft very Docile, tame and grounded yeah docile mm-hmm. yeah like i was you know very therapist like right sometimes and then sometimes i'm like more like let's stop fucking around let's get to it yeah you know you need like you you step back into all these energies but in that night i tapped into an energy that i'd never tapped into before in my entire life yeah and i tapped into a rage that i had suppressed since the age of maybe 12 or 14 yeah. like i don't ever allow myself to get angry mm-hmm. the lesson for me that night is that anger needs to be part of the equation anger is part of our emotion of our experience of life and our emotions and when you suppress the reality of like feeling rageful anger you really suppress so much of yourself and it it translates into everything else that you're doing and so for me that night i screamed like i've never screamed before i lost my voice yeah after that night I felt like I had stepped into this like warrior energy, like mm-hmm. this like like this like leader, like this like dynamic leader that I had never stepped into before. All the while, I was carrying thirty thousand dollars in debt mm-hmm. at the time that I did that ceremony. Yeah, I had quite maybe a few clients because I wasn't. I was living in LA. I was a, 
bit distracted. Things yeah. weren't very focused and aligned. Mm. I I was getting chronically sick when I lived in LA. Yeah. And actually a lot of it was around my throat. It was around expression in my sh- throat chakra because mm. I wasn't being fully honest and like with myself around my full range yeah. of emotions. That night I screamed like I've never screamed before, like I was being killed. And the next day, that night when I got home, I took a painfully cold, ice cold shower because I wanted to kill old Harry. Yeah. I wanted to kill myself because I thought, I said to myself, that Harry that stepped onto that mountain that morning can no longer continue on this journey. Mm-hmm. He can no longer continue here because he what that Harry was not serving me. Yeah. Maybe to a certain extent he was serving me, but that motherfucker was a people pleaser like never before, like mm-hmm. no other. And so that motherfucker needs to die. Yep. And so uh, that a big part of him died, and of course some aspects of him are still here today. Yeah, yeah. But that motherfucker, no, 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 no. After that day, I got on it. I started doing ice cold showers every single day. I was waking yeah. up early, doing my intentions around my morning routine. I was doing my Kundalini meditations. Yeah. I was setting intentions around how much income I wanted to bring in mm-hmm. in the next six months in my business. And I hit every single goal. D'Angelo, I tell you, wow. My whole life turned around that mm-hmm. night because energy is everything. Embodiment is everything. Yeah. And so much, and so, and and for me, for myself, and I, and you know, speaking to everybody else is like, we're often playing it fucking safe yep we're playing it so safe and we're tapping into maybe 20 percent of our capacity mm-hmm. you know david goggins ta- says that even when people really try they're only tapping into 40 percent of their going, capacity yeah, and their potential exactly. they're not reaching what they actually are capable of reaching so whatever whoever's listening here i don't know who you are i can't see you i can only see d'angelo actually i can only see myself <laughs> whoever yeah. you are right now that motherfucker needs to die mm-hmm. you need to kill that motherfucker and I never talk like this, D'Angelo. You know me. No, go for it. But, go for but sometimes it's needed. Sometimes tough love is needed yeah. because we know that we are capable of so much more in our lives. And we get one shot at this life. Mm-hmm. We get one shot at this thing called life. And why not give yourself a fighting chance to succeed? Yeah. So if you're a content creator struggling with boundaries, that motherfucker needs to die. Mm-hmm. You need to go create healthy boundaries for yourself because your content is your art and your art is healing. And that healing art and content deserves to be at the best, most optimum primal mm-hmm. content that the world has ever experienced. Yeah. Because you are a masterpiece. Your work is a masterpiece. Your life is a masterpiece. And you get to treat yourself in that way. You get to treat yourself and elevate to a whole nother level of degree of capacity, of potential, of possibility that you've never experienced in your life because you are that bad bitch mm-hmm. and you are that motherfucker. And whoever it was that stepped into this interview, I hope you're not the same after this. I hope that somebody out there is being touched by these words because this is mm-hmm. my real lived experience. And that day on that mountain, I'll remember for the rest of my life because I I, 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 I believe that, that that was the day that I started living. Yeah. And mind you, I had already been doing coaching work for many years. So I knew it up here, but I was still experiencing a lot of stuff down here. And so if you struggle with stuff, you could work through it. And it doesn't have to take five years. It doesn't have yeah. to take 10 years of therapy. You could decide to transform in this moment, in this very moment, boom, right here, right now. Yeah. And that's one of the things- My that... lesson. Oh, go on. <laughs> All right, great. That's one of the things that really, uh, there's two things from that. One, 
was as an adult, as I get older and years start, you know, coming and going and all that, more wisdom is coming with it as well. And one is the emotion. You know, a lot of times we look at anger, we look at, you know, guilt, uh, envy, you know, all of these different things as like emotions we got to like tie up and lock away and throw into the, you know, into the closet and then never see again. But that's, that's, that's not, you know, right. There has to be a balance. You know, everyone has to have their time in the spotlight. So it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel angry. Like if you try to deny it and bottle it up, you're going to explode one day. That's like inevitable, you know? So it's, it's wonderful to hear that story too, as a prime example of the things that, you know, uh, that you're trying to shield away or hide away from are the things you need to lean into and pivot to. Cause like, and the second thing is that the only way you're going to evolve and become that greater version of yourself is to actually change something in a drastic way. Like obviously if the ship is moving in a direction, it's not going very well. It's not going to get any better if you keep going, you know, and everything's exactly the same. So it's, it's refreshing to hear about like both the physical, the mental and the spiritual, uh, all of those things changing for you in that way that leads you to that better Harry Lopez that we're here with today that can have the confidence, you know, to like rise up and, you know, to, to say these things to people and with uh, such gusto. It's like it's beautiful, you know, it's inspiring. I keep using that word, but that's the, the word that really captures what you're, you're bringing to the table, you know, and uh, and yeah, so it's it's good. Um, Thanks, D'Angelo. Of course. Appreciate that. And then pivoting. Heal it to heal it. Exactly. Yeah. And then pivoting to the other end of the spectrum, what was your favorite W or win that you take the most <laughs> pride in? So it could be Damn. something small or big. So whatever you're like, I fucking killed that or nailed it. So. Um, let's think. Let's think. win a big win mm -hmm. um when you could like honestly um oh okay go for it go for it you're good you know i uh, as an entrepreneur and as a coach i've for so long i've been very invested in income goals and critical numbers yeah you know this past month we hit our our biggest month ever you know we had our first six-figure month wow and, yeah and for me, it took a lot of inner work, a lot of stuff to be able to be able to express that confidently yeah. and to, because there was a lot of, there's a lot of guilt and shame, like, oh my God, a lot of people in the world are struggling right now. Mm. You know, there's a lot of, but a lot of people are doing really well right now too, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And so, you know, and, and given in working in the Latinx community, there's a lot of, um, you know, we want to, we want to give back to the world. You know, oftentimes Latinx millennials end up being very anti-capitalist, not being yeah. very, very not being very inspired by money but money is money is important you know if you're if you're a mom you need money to, to you know to buy diapers mm -hmm. for your baby. you you know you if you're one of your loved ones gets really sick maybe you're the only person that can support them maybe your money can help get them out of uh, can help pay for that brain surgery yeah um so you know my biggest win is is proving and seeing the that hard work and that focus can actually pay off uh, and create the wealth, the ancestral wealth, but also mm -hmm. the healing that you desire in the world. And so for me, being able to, to conquer that number for us, for, you know, for the, for the launch Latinx, what we're doing, mm -hmm. uh, being able to hit that number, we now know that we can replicate it. We yeah. can do it again. And if we've done it, then we know how to adjust a couple things to be able to double that, maybe even triple it. Yeah. 
um, and maybe even quadruple it. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just the mindset. And so for me, the biggest win, uh, you know, externally, outwardly, and 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 tangibly, is that hitting that income goal. Yeah. Because what was I able to do with that? I was able to pay off a whole bunch of debt. I was able to pay off a team. I was able to hire to hire more support for our yeah. team to be able to continue the movement, to be able to support people and creating the same kind of wealth, yeah. same kind of ancestral generational healing and wealth that I created. And for me and my family, you know, immigrants from Nicaragua. Yeah. And you know, you look at me and I'm a, a fair skinned white, mm. white, you know, a fair skinned white Latin Latinx man. And yeah. and I speak, I speak, you know, well, I'm educated. Mm-hmm. And so with that, there's like stereotypes. There's like, you know, you can you can assume that I grew up with wealth, but that was not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And you can assume that my family probably had wealth in their country. Yeah. And that's not the case at all. In growing up in Nicaragua, a third world country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we carry on, you know, these mindsets with from our ancestrally from our families. And, and what it means, what it has meant for me yeah. to hit the first six-figure month, like seeing that income come in through the door, like yeah. in the bank, like money like I've never had before, and knowing that it took blood, sweat, and tears, and it didn't mm-hmm. happen overnight. Like I've been at this for eight years. Yeah. Um, it's, it's remarkable. It's... Um, um, yeah, I'm like I get speechless yeah. at it because it's not, you know, externally, outwardly, you see the goal, you see, you hear that, but there's like all the blood and the sweat and the work and the conversations and the tears, mm-hmm. the amount of support that I've gotten, the village that I've gotten of support from healers and yeah. my coaches and mentors, right? And you know, thinking back to who I was on that mountain, that people pleaser, mm-hmm. that motherfucker. Like yeah. he wanted that, but he was not on track to getting it because he was playing it so safe and mm-hmm. he was he was perpetuating these unhealthy patterns. And so if you're listening into this and if you have a healthy pattern, an unhealthy pattern that you know is not serving you, that motherfucker needs to die. Mm-hmm. Because your mission and what you want to accomplish in this world is so much greater. And so what I've learned, the big lesson that I've learned from mm, that win. Yeah is that it's never about the money it's about who you you who you will become along the journey of calling that goal forward and whatever it is like let's say for example if you want if your goal is to be a millionaire and you got to start acting like a millionaire you Mm got to start thinking like a millionaire you got to start treating yourself like a millionaire you've got to start organizing yourself like one and um you're a masterpiece. It's like that that masterpiece thing keeps coming yeah. up here, um, making it all sacred. Um, and and I also want to speak into something that I that has been integral in this process and this journey. Um, I was just listening to who did I just watch? It was um. The guy from he's a singer. He's a rapper. Uh huh. I forgot his name. I'm not him, but I've seen a lot of, you know, (laughs) but like, there's like that level of consciousness and like a connection to divinity and spirituality and to a higher power has been so integral uh, in me being able to continue this work. Um, Because when I first started this work, I was just a coach, Yeah, you know, and I was just supporting people and, um, 
I didn't really see myself as an entrepreneur, even though as a coach, you are an entrepreneur. Yeah. But now I really see myself as an entrepreneur. Um, and so there's so many uncertainties in the, in the life of an entrepreneur. Every day is like, you're creating it. You're creating your own masterpiece. It's your own, wow, I'm not, I'm not really an artist, but this, this artist motif and, um, some, and idea mm-hmm. keeps coming up, but you're creating something out of nothing. And uh, walking with faith and walking with a connection to, to, to something, yeah. whatever it is, God, love, for me, it's unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And tapping into that love and that divinity has been absolutely integral in this in this journey in this process so if you're listening into this um yeah i i can't i can't speak enough about it i think it's been the number one thing for me it's just continuing in that faith yeah that faith and that divinity to my god i call god papa so mm-hmm. i just i pray i pray to papa yeah all day long all the time always that's good yeah it's one of those things where you gotta Um, I feel like you, you really grow as a person when you take a moment to actually assess, like, what are my beliefs? Like, what do I have conviction in? What do I feel is right? You know, because I was raised Catholic speaking about the spirituality stuff. And I was like forced Catholic as all a a lot of Latinx kids uh, are and all that kind of stuff. And then as I got older, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And as I got older, and reviewed the ideologies and uh, the practices and all that kind of stuff. Um, it didn't quite sit well with me. And then I found Buddhism. And the moment that I read it, I was like, I really believe in these teachings. I really believe in reincarnation and all of these different things. I feel this is right. But I was shy and and felt that I would get shunned from my community to admit that to anyone. And it was a hard fought battle. But uh, again, and I did meet um, resistance, you know, from, from various elders of the family to be like, so you don't believe in Jesus? And then all that sort of stuff so it was like hard fought battles but i feel greatly that i grew as a person once i knew that like i believe in buddhism and i believe in spirituality and reincarnation and all these different things and i feel like i became a little bit more whole and when times get really really hard like this year for example when death is looming above us you know and um, there's a lot of hardship financially and you know this politically all this strife and conflict um the only thing we can do like when our movies and our chocolate and all these different things that we used to escape into don't work anymore, it's faith and spirituality that we, we fall back on, you know, where it's like, uh, I need to, you know, meditate. There is no good. There is no bad. There just is. And like, you know, that's really important for people to actually take a moment to just identify what do you believe? And, uh, and yeah, so I really appreciate you taking the moment to tell us about what, you know, how you handle things and like, you know, your spiritual practices and everything. So it's, it's good, you know? So, Thank you. yeah. So then uh, getting off the, the heavy stuff and going into something lighter. Um, <laughs> what, what I love this conversation, by the way, I, it's, it's amazing talking to you. Uh, what geeky okay. passions fueled you <laughs> and your creativity that makes you who you are today? What was your, uh, yeah. What did you love when you were a kid or even now? Wow. Um, oh, wow. I love that question. I love the word geeky. Yeah. You know, geek, the word geek is so endearing to me. And I consider myself very nerdy, yeah. but geeky as well, right? Glasses. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like coloring books a lot. I, oh, I, right on. I, I color, I color yeah. quite a bit. Do you have adult coloring um, books now? I have adult coloring yeah, books. They're, yeah. They're pretty dope. I love them. Yeah. 
Me too. I love coloring books. Um, I mean, I have a trampoline. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's kind of geeky, right? That's, cool. yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Rollerblading. I love rollerblading. I think, you know, and I think when I'm thinking about this question, I'm thinking about how am I reconnecting with my inner kid? Yeah. How am I, how am I being a kid again? And, you know, coloring books, trampoline, rollerblading. Um, I love being with kids. You know, TikTok to me is very. Oh, big. TikTok's good. Yeah. You know, doing those dances, those you got to see my last TikTok actually. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, like impersonations, characters. When I'm yeah. with my clients, I'll often go into accents and you know. Yeah, you uh, seem to lean into acting. You seem to be like like to enjoy acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I was a theater major in college. Oh, right. that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, I wanted. I was just watching Harry Potter, and I told my yeah. family I've seen all these actors in in England, in London, on the English Shakespeare's Globe, in the London oh, really? theater. In the National Theater. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to be a Shakespearean actor. I wanted to do theater. Oh. I wanted to do the theater. You know, like I loved that yeah. life uh, or that, that you know, what, all, everything that I was doing there. But I realized that, I mean, everything is theater. You know, life yeah. is a stage. And so every moment is a, like right now is a, is a, is a stage. We're on a stage right now. Yeah. Like we're on, we're on a stage and millions of people are watching us, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, life life is a stage in a way. But oh, yeah. but to me, you know, the most the most the best actors are the most authentic actors. And um, you know, oftentimes when we think of theater and we think of performance, we think of inauthenticity, you know, they're 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 really good at lying. Yeah. No, the best actors are the most honest actors because they're being the most truthful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me it's a really a search for truth. And for me, geek being a geek being a nerd being a kid mm-hmm. truth it's like kids are so truthful they're yeah. gonna tell you if you look they're gonna tell you if they if they think you're calm, if you're you're bullshitting them they're gonna tell you you look like shit yep they're gonna tell you you're not funny they're just if honest they don't enjoy something yeah or if they love something yeah 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 and kids are you know their expressions are so honest like you know i was a school i was a third grade teacher and my favorite thing about being a teacher was always Hi, Mr. Lopez. Like, you know, the excitement. <laughs> the wholesomeness. Like, yeah. The wholesomeness, the mm-hmm. kind, the goodness, you know, and, and oftentimes adults um, tend to lose that. Yeah. So lose sight of that. Um, but it's always within us. So we can always access that. Yeah. Um, so uh, what a great question, DeAndre. <laughs> Thank one. you. And then this next yeah. one, you've, you've pretty much answered like uh, a ton of the previous questions. Uh, so if you want to skip over it, that's totally cool. But uh, this question is, if you go back in time and you could meet Harry Lopez before he went on that mountain, before he, you know, became a life coach or anything like that and gave one piece of advice to him or anyone uh, to say, like, listen, the road before you is going to be hard. It's going to have a lot of strife and a lot of conflict. But this is something that will save you a bit of trouble uh, if you just implement these things, you know. Or, or whatever they might be. Now you can pull from your own book from Harry Lopez, or you can choose the the life coach route and and choose something for like consecrators in general. Whatever you feel is more appropriate. This might this might resonate with a lot of folks. Yeah, and it is definitely what I've always needed to hear. And there's two things. Mm-hmm. Number one is you don't have to work so hard. That's, that's very personal for me because I've worked so hard always. And sometimes you don't need to work so hard. Yeah. Sometimes it's really about just stopping and reassessing and zooming out and, and re- reassessing how things are being done. You don't have to work so hard, Harry. That's what I would say to Harry. 
And for those that are out here as content creators, maybe you're like, no, 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 I don't buy that. I do need to work really hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. But maybe there's a way that we could work more strategically as content creators. Maybe we can be more visionaries because, yeah. you know, I talk about the four levels of money with my clients. Worker level is at the very bottom. And so it's like worker, manager, communicator, visionary. Mm -hmm. And as a visionary CEO and boss, you have, you're recruiting workers underneath you. So there's a way to slow down and get more strategic with the work that we're doing. That's number one, because I was doing a lot of worker level stuff for a long time, Yeah, a long time. And um, you don't always have to stay there. It's a mindset. Um, number two is, um, I don't know why this is the first thing that came up when you said that is go be a go go be a fucking badass yeah just just go be a badass you know and jensen shiro has a book called you're a badass yeah so, i love like, that book it's maybe, good yeah yeah that's that's a great title yeah go be a badass you already <laughs> are one so go be it mm -hmm. those are the two things that i would say, say to harry you know because those are the two biggest things right yeah. is like the working hard has come up a lot for me you know with money and worthiness and stuff and then not believing that i am a badass you know mm -hmm. and um you know what's interesting too that i would share too is that uh just be you yeah be so you and me just being me my clients have all these great results and i'm not like <gasps> screaming at them getting up at five o'clock in the morning yeah. like chipper happy like like being a, a, a drill sergeant or whatever no i'm just i'm just being me yeah. you know just holding space for them to come into their own um i i think i said that because i was i was in that i speak to a lot of coaches yeah and i don't know if coaches are listening in but um or just leaders who are in support of others yeah oftentimes we think we need to take on a different kind of archetype persona yeah persona but just be you just be fully you all mm -hmm. parts of you and and love yourself deeply just keep doing the work of love, 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 Every moment, every day. Love, love, love. Just centering on self-love always. Love, 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 love. Just open your heart always. Open, always. And pursue those things that are going to keep opening your heart. Pursue people that are going to make you, that are going to support you in your in your love and the love that you are. Eliminate everything else that doesn't seem in alignment because even a little drop of toxicity in your life is incredibly, it's like poison and permeate and and it just spreads yeah and so just love 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 and you know lin Manuel miranda you know he has that uh love is love is love is love is love yeah that's what i would end with it's so true yeah because um yeah. i feel like especially coming from because i am also like to a certain extent slightly still today uh but a lot when i was younger a people pleaser and uh, you had mentioned that you were a people pleaser as well and that's something that's so like prominent i feel like in the latinx community but anyone really um who might be a, either a minority or just like even a, a woman in a male dominated you know industry and all that kind of stuff is that that's need for validation that need to get permission to just you know be yourself and that feeling of inadequacy if you dare think that you could you know show up as your true self and then it's uh it's such a a huge piece of wisdom to just say just be yourself like just come as you you're worthy you're valid and all that kind of stuff and like it's so good okay so um i have a question from chat uh what martial art did you do and for how long taekwondo up until i was 18 um damn did you when did you start i started when i was 
um, eight years old. Eight years old. Wow, ten years of taekwondo. That's amazing. Ten years, yeah. And I love the videos yeah. on Instagram and TikTok of you performing some of those moves. It's it's so good. It's like the same person that's like, you can do this. You're amazing. Just <laughs> breaking like wood or like doing awesome kicks and everything like that. It's so good. <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah. So two last things. One, where can we find you online? You're an amazing human being. People have to find you and follow you. Uh, you. Where are your, what are your handles and where can we find you? Yes, I am on Instagram at the Harry Lopez. Mm -hmm. Uh, also TikTok at the Harry Lopez. Um, let's see what else. Uh, for Latinx folks that are tuning in, uh, follow us on Instagram at Launch Latinx. That's our Latinx um, coaching and transformation community. We're gonna we're gonna we're coming out with some cool things for 2021 that are in the works right now. So tune in to those. Um, I'm gonna have a couple master classes coming up in the next couple of weeks yeah. on my personal Instagram. And um, I think that's the best way, Instagram. Yep. Because I have a website, I have Twitter, I have LinkedIn, all that stuff, Facebook. Yep. But Instagram is really right now where it's at mostly the for me. The main hub, yeah. Yeah, the main hub. So yeah, Instagram would be the best one. Right on. So this last segment, uh, which is really funny because um, you inspired me, you and Mr. Rogers inspired me to do this. So, <laughs> so uh, we are at the end of our interview. It is about time for us to part ways. Uh, so we're once we do this, I know that we are friends. We will keep in touch, but our journeys will take us to different directions, and we'll have to do things, you know, separately for a while. So I want to leave you with this: that Harry Lopez, you are wonderful from the every aspect of your body, from the very bottom of your feet to the very tip top of your head. You are wonderful in every single way. You are valid. You are worthy. I am so proud of everything that you have accomplished. I want to thank you for being alive and being in this community and taking the, the time to, to just help other people because you have changed everyone's life. And I don't say that lightly because like if it would be one thing if it was just me, but you helped my mother and you helped my sister who are people that I hold so near and dear to my heart. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for just being alive and being here. So thank you, Harry. Oh my goodness, that was the most amazing ending to any kind of interview <laughs> podcast. Thank you, D'Angelo, that touched my heart. Of course. I wanna cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all valid, all truth, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I wanna thank you again for being here with me. It means the world to me. I, like it's, this is priceless. This means everything. And everyone, if you're you're watching, please go ahead and follow him. He's a he's a wonderful person, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and end the stream right now. And I want to thank you guys for being here again, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Hey everyone, D'Angelo here. I hope you had a great time listening to this episode and hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to go over to our guests' social media and drown them in all the love and support. They absolutely deserve it. Make sure to take a moment to actually subscribe to the podcast and rate it five stars. It would really go a long way and help me out. And we're going to have a new guest next Tuesday. If you want to watch this live, you can absolutely do so by going to twitch.tv slash D'Angelo Murillo. And it's going to be live every single Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Until then, I hope you guys have nothing but good vibes, and we'll see you then.